The following program contains adult language and subject matter. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome back to another episode of Average Joe Show, episode 109. Glad you can make it again tonight with us. Actually with me again. My name is Corey. How you doing? Another Friday night here, sitting here chatting about some of the latest and craziest news of the week. Stuff that I find interesting, that I want to rant about, the bizarre, the unusual. You know, that's the way the show rolls. Make sure you head over to saveproductions.com slash Average Joe Show. And if you want to join me on the show, please do, because I really want someone to talk to. I mean, obviously, I'm talking to you guys out there in the wonderful world of the interwebs, but I'd like to have somebody on the show with me once in a while. Be a co-host. Be a guest host. Sayproductions.com slash guests for full details. Sayproductions.com slash guests. So it's been one of those long weeks again. Um, today, we had our first official snow of the season. Woo! Uh, lovely New England, of course, it snows. And it started last night around 5 o'clock, though. It came down pretty hard. I was watching the news this morning. They were talking about some of the highways were actually shut down. And it was like at a standstill because people were just stuck out there with this crappy weather. It came down quick and hard. And uh, fortunately, I leave work. My real job, the regular job I have, I leave there at 4 o'clock and I missed it all. So I think anyone who left before 5, like your 4.30 people, I think they made it home safe last night. I, I don't I don't know, but hopefully if anyone out there in the New England area, Connecticut, whatnot, you had made it home safe and uh, you probably stayed home today. Uh, school was kind of weird, though. We'll talk about school a little bit. Uh, where we live, Bristol here, we got uh, the text notification from Channel 30, the, the local NBC affiliate, and they said, hey, school's got a two-and-a-half-hour delay. We're like, oh, wow, that's, that's kind of cool, two-and-a-half-hour delay. Kids still got to go to school. Gonna get a little pissed off, but pfft, let them be pissed off. They gotta go to school, and we never got anything from the school, and for like another hour, and then the school's like, "Yeah, we're closed." I'm like, uh, okay. Usually, you guys send us something like five o'clock, but it was like six o'clock. You're telling the school's closed. Like, okay, school's closed. Whatever. Uh, thank God for snowblowers. I know that thing now. About two hours, the whole thing's done. Sun comes out, dries off whatever little bits left in the driveway. So, ooh, snow's over with. That's it. Don't need any more for the season. Uh, ordered Thanksgiving stuff today, uh, dropped some good coin today on some Thanksgiving turkey and all that stuff. And of course, I'm a lazy SOB, so we always order it online and we have it delivered to us, a local service here called Peapod. You guys know Peapod is the local service from one of the grocery stores. So it's click, click, click. Here comes the truck, drops it off. Have a nice day. You're done. Yeah, I'm 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 the I'm that guy. I'm that I'm that lazy guy. I don't want to deal with the crowds, but I you know and the one thing I'm dreading and is that Thursday morning when, honey, we need insert blank here. Can you go to the store and get it? That's the worst. That's that's like Christmas Eve for shopping. It's like, ugh, I don't want to be in there with everyone that's getting, I don't know what the hell you're buying. You should be in there going, oh, I forgot to buy stuffing. Oh, I forgot to buy rolls or something. You should be in there like, oh, I need to buy a turkey now. No, 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 all that, all that shit should have been bought a while ago. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about is oh, a long freaking week. Uh, just Monday had this migraine from hell. It started like two o'clock. I took whatever for it and didn't help. 
crashed by 7.30. So literally the podcasts that night were pushed to Tuesday. Tuesday, I felt much better. Wednesday, stomach bug. So there was like a good six, eight hours of my life where I was just, <clears throat> sorry, a little, little graphic there, but it was just, it was just horrible. Uh, dry toast and water was pretty much my meals for the day until dinner time when I got starving and I had like two chicken thighs and I was like, I don't want anything else. Just, just give me the chicken. I was like, like inhaling it like a cannibal. That's about going on here for the week. Don't want to, don't want to bore you with that. Let's get into the show. And uh, the first story here is a story that I saw earlier in the week and it really pissed me off. You remember last year, the GoFundMe account with the, the couple Mark D'Amico and Caitlin McClure, who had uh, set it up for a homeless veteran named Johnny Bobbitt, where you might, you should remember the story. Uh, the woman was supposedly driving down the road, ran out of gas in kind of a sketchy area. Some homeless guy comes up, gave, gave her his last $20 and went out and got her some gas, put it in the car. They're like, hey, we want to do something really nice for you. We'll set up this GoFundMe account for you and brought in like $400,000. Well, guess what? They fucked us over. Later in the year or early in this year, supposedly he had sued them because they were holding on to the money uh, because they only gave them like gave him like seventy five thousand dollars and stuff like that. But apparently, all of them were on a con job. That's right, believe it or not, boys and girls. Uh, from their video last year, of course, they started the campaign for ten thousand, got four over four hundred thousand. But apparently, they were all in on this little con job. The uh, the, the couple was was arrested for uh, deception uh, over $75,000 in conspiracy. And then they found out uh, Johnny Bobbitt was also arrested for uh, allegations or the uh, charges were not put up here in this article I have on the website. So uh, yeah, apparently from what, from what I read elsewhere too, is the picture that we saw with her and him was a month before this quote unquote incident is they, they met him and they all came up with a scheme to, to milk people out of money. So these, these, these fuckers are now in jail and uh, thank God for GoFundMe. I guess they have some sort of thing where they, anything like this, any con jobs like this show up that they actually refund the money to the people, which is good for the people. I mean, GoFundMe kind of gets screwed in the end here because they, they dished out over $800,000 for this shit. I just, it just pisses me off. This is the reason why, especially nowadays with internet, I, it's harder to trust people. You know, you see, you know, years ago, you still see them now, the people on the side of the road with the cardboard signs, please help, homeless vet, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if they're homeless. I mean, that's the thing. I don't want to give somebody money who's probably making more money a day than I'm freaking making in a goddamn week. Or now online, you can just do it online. It's like, oh yeah, let's get a picture with a guy. He was a veteran makes him look like an asshole, makes the veterans look like assholes. I don't know. I just, it just, this just pisses me off. I was like, oh, I love these feel good stories, but apparently this is the go fuck you stories and fucking assholes. I'm, I was just pissed when I saw this shit. So these, I hope these fuckers get the books thrown at them and I hope they get charged for everything under the sun. All right, we got to go into a, something we talk about at least once every, what, two or three episodes. So there was an intermission during the musical Fiddler on the Roof in Baltimore this what last Wednesday night, and a man apparently yelled, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump, according to the witnesses who saw that. And they, everyone immediately feared that there was a gunman in the building. Video, of course, was taken, which is shown in the show notes here, and people were screaming, get out, in an aftermath of anti-Semitic outburst. 
People identified the idiot as a 59-year-old Anthony Derlonis, who claimed he, his hatred for president prompted the outburst. The final scene before intermission reminded him of his hatred for Donald Trump, which caused him to stand up and yell, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump, according to police reports. Yes, I'm getting tired of this shit, plain and simple. Why does everyone associate Hitler and Trump as the same thing? We're getting this bullshit nowadays. I'm sorry this is a little political maybe, but it's a Hitler. It's a, it's a, it's a Nazi story, so I like to talk about it. That fucking Trump said that he is a nationalist. And people, for some ungodly reason, think that nationalists are Nazis. Yes, Nazis were nationalists for their country and da-da-da-da. So we automatically assume that nationalism is the same as Nazism. It's not the fucking same. If you look it up in any goddamn dictionary, nationalism means patriotism. doesn't sound as pretty, but people have negative connotations for it. So of course, when someone goes, "Oh, he's a nationalist," oh, you're you're a Nazi? No, you're not a fucking Nazi. You're a patriot. You support your goddamn country is what it means. But I'm just tired of people doing this. We had this with Obama. People who didn't like Obama wasn't were racists. No, they're not racists. They're called Republicans or Democrats that don't like him. There are people that don't agree with people. Just because they're one thing doesn't make them this. Just because you're a nationalist does not make you a Nazi. Just because you don't like. Obama doesn't make you a racist. And then shit, especially this shit. And not only did he just say this shit, but he said it during a fucking Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof is about a bunch of Jews in Russia. Can you get any more anti-Semitic than that? For Christ's fucking sake. You know, Jesus. I mean, that's a good fucking Broadway play too. My mother actually, yeah, how fucking old is, it, is this? My mother actually had the original Broadway album uh, for Fiddler on the Roof. So I kind of know some of the songs. And I'm not going to sing them for you right here because that's just wrong. All right, moving on. Speaking of Nazis, I don't think we've ever actually talked about this one in particular. Adolf Hitler. I don't, honestly, I don't know. In 109 episodes, I don't know if we actually had discussions about Adolf Hitler, but apparently Marilyn Auction House had sold a photo of Adolf Hitler with his arm around a young Jewish girl and it sold for $11,520. Yeah, check this out. This picture is kind of weird. It's a 1933 photo released uh, embracing a girl named Rosa Bernil Neonu. Uh, it's it's a very, actually, a very nice-looking picture of uh, her and uh, him. <laughs> He's kind of saying, oh, it's a nice picture of Hitler. Uh, the girl was about five or six at the time. Uh, she, she had a Jewish grandmother and was apparently a favorite of the man who obviously would lead Nazi Germany. Uh, the two appear happy in the photo. Hitler smiling and embracing as as she grins at the camera. Uh, Alexander Historical Auctions says, says that the girl was known as the Fuhrer's child. And the photo is personally inscribed to her by Hitler. It's actually a signed Hitler photo. But it only went for $1,100. But I guess maybe because it's Hitler. Uh, they both had a common birthday. Of course, April 20th. You know that that's also the day Columbine happened. Or was supposed, I'm sorry, it was supposed to happen. I think that happened on the 19th. But yeah, 420 is is Hitler's birthday. And it kind of scares me or kind of freaky. I'm looking at this picture that's signed by Hitler. <laughs> I got a signed Hitler picture. It is so weird. I don't know what they did. These these flowers or whatever, I think they were like put on after the picture was taken or somehow when it was in development because it, it looks so weird. You're gonna have to take a look at it. It's 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 kind of weird seeing Hitler like this. I mean, yeah, Hitler's a bad guy, but 
obviously there are pictures of Hitler when he wasn't like, you know, persecuting the Jews. <laughs> but we got our, our Nazi stories in there. All right, let's go to the weird and wild this week. This is kind of a sicko thing, I think. Uh, Chris Wenzel, 41-year-old tattoo artist, knew he was going to die. He asked his wife, Cheryl, if his ink-adorned skin could be removed and preserved before he was buried. He wanted his children and grandchildren to be able to admire his artwork for years to come. Uh, Of course, uh, Cheryl, who's from Saskatoon, Canada, eh? She thought it was different and it was cool, but she, she didn't care what it takes to get it done. You can hang a, a picture on a wall, a tattoo, something that has been done for hundreds of years, and it's just preserving it. So according to uh, to one of the channels up there, he was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, a disease that causes a fast and irregular heartbeat. And he died in his sleep in October after complaining of chest pains. His wife discovered a family business in the U.S. that specializes in preserving tattoos of the dead. Let me repeat that again. Specializes in preserving tattoos of the dead. <laughs> I just... Ew, tattoos, no, not, not like that. So she went up there. The, the name of the company is Save My Ink Forever. It's going to take them three months to work on his body, which involves complicated surgical process. And it's, this is going to be the largest tattoo preservation ever done in North America, which means there's actually larger preservations done across the world. This guy is covered in tattoos. We've seen guys like this and, and ladies too. He's got like a ball, like eagles or hawks all over him, birds. It's just basically everything from the neck down is a tattoo. And I don't know. I don't, hey, why don't you just take pictures of it? And, you know, before you pass away, you know you're going to die. I mean, there's pictures in the goddamn article. Just, I don't know. Putting putting a sheet of skin on a wall, it's kind of morbid. It's kind of like, ugh. I don't, I don't, you know, something to remember your loved one by, but I don't think their skin is it. Jesus Christ, I'm fucking silence of the lambs here. It puts the lotion in the goddamn basket. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You love somebody that much, that's a, little, that's a little too much in my book. All right, let's move on to dumbass products this week. This is dumb. You guys remember the Tide Pod Challenge, those little rounds? Brightly colored things that kids were accidentally eating, and Tide was making sure the containers were more secure. And then uh, morons are actually teenagers like doing it up for for fun because teenagers are stupid. Well, this week, this week, uh, Tide is going um, eco friendly, and they are coming out with it with a eco box. Now, if you take a look at this box, apparently social media has jumped on board and says, you know what? Your box looks a lot like a box of wine. You know, the box of wines, come on. We've, we've, we've all got those box of wines before, right? You know what I'm talking about? Those, uh, those, uh, $5 red boxes of wines that, you know, just, they're just there just because, hey, I like wine and I'm I'm a cheap bastard. And that's what it is. But this is, of course, a $20 box of detergent with a little nozzle in the front. And it looks like it's a box of wine. What, wouldn't, wouldn't somebody in the marketing department go, hey, hey, uh, you know, this looks like wine. And we already tell people don't eat the pods, but we're basically telling them to drink the wine. Like, don't fucking do that. This is just fucking stupid. 
I like the, the economic design of it, but maybe you should have made it less like a box of wine. I like a Cabernet, please. Uh, no. Uh, I, I like a, a Mountain Fresh uh, Cabernet, please. Do you have that? No, I don't have the Cabernet. I don't have the Mountain Fresh one. But we do have the uh, Ocean Spring one. Okay, I'll take the Ocean Spring one. Thanks. No, that's just fucking stupid. And personally, I don't know. Tide, Tide are fucking idiots. You know what else are idiots? The millennials. Millennials are idiots. And we, we, can, we could spend an entire show on millennials. Well, apparently, and I swear this was a joke. I was going to put money on it. If this was April 1st, I would have avoided this story at all costs. But apparently Hasbro is coming out with another edition of Monopoly. You know, I mean, versions of Monopoly have got Star Wars and they've got, I don't know, every everything, Harry Potter and Disney and blah, blah, blah. Now, Monopoly for millennials. Yes, they've released a new version for the people that were born, you know, the millennial generation, somewhere in the 80s to, to the mid-90s. The cover the, the cover of this Monopoly game, got to check it out. It features good old rich Uncle Penny bags with a cup of coffee, earbuds, and a metal-labeled participation. And the tagline on it says, forget real estate, you can't afford it anyway. That's right. For $19.82, you could buy this on Walmart's website, but guess what? It's out of stock. Holy shit. Of course, the board does uh, does consist of the traditional go-to-jail space, but there is some differences as the original game. Instead of collecting money, players are actually collecting experience as they traverse the board. These experiences include parents' basement, thrift shop, and farmer's market. Money always doesn't buy a great time, but experiences, whether they're good or weird, last forever, says the game's descriptions on Walmart's website. The description also notes that adulting is hard. Yes, apparently Walmart is releases. Also, the funny thing about this game, if you guys have played Monopoly and you're familiar enough with it, is there's each side, it's it's 10 spaces by 10 spaces by 10 spaces by 10 spaces. This game, they made it eight spaces by eight by eight by eight. And someone put, was it, uh, Millennials too lazy to actually play a game that's a little longer than that? It's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why you do this. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at this game and I was just like, I really thought it was a fucking joke. I, I don't, I don't, I, and the funny thing I'm thinking, my, the, my next thought is, okay, this is real. Who the fuck's going to buy this shit? I, I don't know. I mean, what's the purpose? You just run around the board and just do bullshit things. I mean, it's stupid. It's stupid. I'm like, you guys are fucking making fun of millennials. You know, eventually they're going to want to buy your shit. And I guess not, but apparently somebody's out there buying this shit. You know who it is? Probably the Gen Xers buying their shit. Of course, the millennials are out online bitching at this game. Oh, boy, you're making fun of us. You know, the shut the fuck up, get out of your mom's basement. You know what? Go get a fucking job. Well, the problem with millennials, I was talking about this earlier today, too. The problem with millennials is everybody holds their fucking hands. The, the, we're thinking about this. The millennials are, are from the Gen Xers, but we're thinking the early Gen Xers, like the ones that were born in the early 60s, mid 60s, the love, the love child parents. And they're just like, oh, we don't want to take care of the kids. It's too much work, blah, blah, blah. So the kids do whatever the fuck they want. You know, go do this. Yeah, you, you're awesome. You're amazing. And then you got the second layer, which is the schools, which goes, everybody gets a ribbon. Everybody participates. You know, you get the non-competitive sports. We don't keep scoring the sports. Yeah, you got to fucking keep scoring because you know what? Fucking, you are a loser. I'm a loser. You're a loser. Everyone else is a fucking loser. You're going to tell me you go through life and you never fucking fail. Everyone fails. You ever got a job? 
You got in every fucking job you interviewed for? If you did, you're fucking amazing. Can I call bullshit on that? Grow the fuck up. And then the third tier is the goddamn U.S. government. Now, the government says, you can be on your parents' insurance until you're 26. Used to be 22. Used to have to be in college also. Now they're just saying, hey, go ahead. Live on your parents' tip for another you know, four years. They're encouraging. Because what? It's tough to get a job? Oh, boo-hoo. Go get a fucking job. As I always say, McDonald's is always hiring. And speaking of McDonald's, you're going to love this story. Apparently, there was a, a McDonald's cook tried to shove hot, crispy bacon in the face of the manager during confrontation last Friday. That resulted in an assault and battery charge filed against this moronic worker. Tequila Cohen. Her name is Tequila Cohen. 33-year-old millennial. That's all I'm going to say. 33-year-old millennial from Bluffington, South Carolina. Oh, I'm sorry. The manager is Tequila Cohen. Oh. Asked the cook, Josefina Yemenis. To stop eating bacon while working in the kitchen. Okay, what the fuck is wrong with you, you dumbass? You don't eat the goddamn food. So this dumbass worker continued to keep eating the bacon. So the manager filed a complaint with her boss, the, the general manager. And, of course, detailed according to this detailed report here on the smoking gun, which we got the link on, November 9th, this whole thing escalated. The employee allegedly backed the manager into a corner and tried to force feed her hot, crispy bacon. There's actually surveillance footage because, of course, there's always surveillance footage. Says uh, then the, the says that you know, dumbass lady left tw- left the store, um, and uh, they got her ass and fuck this bullshit. It's like what the fuck is wrong with you? First of all, there should be no crime for eating bacon. Secondly, what kind of fucking people are out there? Hello, dumbass. If you're going to eat the food, and uh, I worked at Burger King, and I, I ate the profits, but just I, you just don't get caught. And uh, th- bacon, uh, hot bacon, no less. How do you, first of all, you're actually making the bacon? So is this like first thing in the morning? Because I don't know. I've never had hot bacon on anything. I think it's. Breakfast time, I think they put bacon on some of their sandwiches in, in the afternoon or something like that. But I don't know. It's fucking, these McDonald's stories are fucking ridiculous. Remember last week we had the moron that got, couldn't show up to work on time and robbed a McDonald's five miles away? This this is a disgrace to bacon everywhere. God damn it. Let's move on to the great state of Florida, which we always talk about around here. Let's talk about Kimberly Gable, who's 42 years old. And if you look at this picture of her, if she's 42 years old... Oh, my God. I must look like shit because this woman was a train wreck. Well, this drunk woman was uh, out and about, and she decided to uh, go to Red Lobster, and they uh, grab a live lobster out of the tank down in St. Petersburg. (laughs) She was uh, cursing as she headed to the Red Lobster's front door, and before she parted, she uh, proceeded to reach into the water tank containing live lobsters, grab one, and ran out the door. Of course, there was a 911 call about the lobster theft. The sheriff's department showed up, grabbed her, and she smelled of booze and was slurring her words. She, of course, continued to curse, deny knowledge of the pilfered lobster's whereabouts, explaining that since she was black, out drunk, and did not care because she did not do anything wrong. Yeah, I love that. I was drunk. I don't care. I didn't do anything wrong. She was released on a $100 bond. Well, well fuck, you know how expensive lobsters at Red Lobster? $100 bond. I think I, I think she got away with a good deal. That lobster's probably worth more than a fucking 100 bucks. Uh, you know how to rape you blind there. 
This lady actually has a long rap. She included arrests for trespassing, theft, drug possession, loitering, burglaring, carrying an open container of alcohol. Surprise. Exposure of sexual organs. I want to see your sexual organs. Ugh. Violating probation, domestic battery, defrauding an innkeeper. What the fuck is this? The 1700s? Disorderly intoxication, driving drunk, and resisting an officer. And she also has tattoos on the back, on her back that say dragon and of a dragon and koi fish. I don't know why they'd fucking put that in there. I don't want to see any skin on her. She is scary looking. I don't understand this. I mean, this I, I love Florida drunk. Florida stories are the best. I mean, you know, and the funny thing is, if you've been Red Lobster, they put these tanks like right in the front. It's like, you're going to go in and go, oh, they sell lobster here? Oh, maybe we should get a lobster. Is that really an incentive for people to buy lobster? I don't think it really is because I, I look at it it's like, eh, it's the same lobster. Yeah, it's a lobster. I'm like, the name of the place is Red Lobster. Red Lobster. I mean, it's not fucking rocket science, boys and girls. But Jesus Christ, this dumb bitch. I kind of wish she put in her pants and the little rubber bands were on there and they were snapping away at her sexual organs, as the article says. Moving on to another Florida story over Wesley Chapel, Florida, a little closer to my neck of the woods. Actually, a little further north, closer to my neck of the woods. Love this story. This is kind of just a fun story out there up in Pasco County, my old stomping ground. Apparently, a police officer, quote unquote, pulled over a car that was speeding and apparently the car was the uh, the footmobile from the Flintstones, which of course was not actually a car. Though actually that type of car, what was it? Was one of those uh, what is it? You know, those um, shit cars. What are they? Hybrids or something like that. It's one. Of, it was like a Prius or something like that. So this guy had decked out this whole car. It's got the little wheel thing in the front. It's got the little uh, little things around the side. The whole thing's got like wood type of paneling stuff all over it and the le the the lep the leopard stripes inside and the guy's dressed like fred flintstone obviously so obviously you know this was just a gimmick it even says in the article here he was pulled over for speeding in a subdivision man's name's like man was identified as don schwartz came unruly during the stop and had to be detained now his car a smart car that's what it was a smart car decorated to resemble a flintstones car from the cartoon is part of the police department's office fleet sheriff's office fleet oh check this out this is just kind of a cute weird thing i kind of wish it was real story like he really got pulled over he was really doing this for the hell of it but it's like why the fuck i don't know it's just stupid like why did you get into an accident because i saw a flintstone car what i saw the flintstone car i don't know <laughs> i just don't know flintstones yeah well i know i know florida does sometimes seem like it's in the stone ages and that's kind of a Perfect thing to go there. All right, we're up to the last story of the night, and I can't believe it, damn it. I'm going so fucking fast through this shit. Talking about pulling over. Uh, this guy up in uh, New Jersey, uh, Christopher Greystock, Grayshock, I'm sorry, 57-year-old from West Milford, New Jersey, was charged last Sunday after he rear-ended another vehicle. Officers up there noticed that he was staggering and swaying, unable to walk straight, in danger of falling into the onto the highway. Of course, notice a heavy odor of alcohol on his breath and stains of liquid on his clothes. He allegedly admitted to rear-ending the car that was stopped in traffic in front of him. But when the authorities, of course, performed one of those field sobriety tests on him, he failed. 
So they did a blood alcohol test and he read 0.13, which of course everyone knows 0.08 is the classic legal limit in most states. If not all states, I don't know, but it always seems like every story I hear 0.08. So this guy was pretty much over. But during the test, uh, the guy told the police that he drank too much because the Jets suck. Yes, the New York Jets suck. So apparently an hour before this accident, I mean, the Jets had lost the game 41 to 10 to the Buffalo Bills, which is really why I would get drunk too. The Buffalo fucking Bills. How do you lose to the fucking Bills? Do they even have a team anymore? So, of course, he got sad. And like, you know, I get some of these football guys or football. I shouldn't say guys. Football fans. They're like, oh, my team lost. I got to get drunk. I. You do that in your own home. This this guy is just is, has an excuse to drink, and he drank more than he should have. And by the way, the Jets do fucking suck. Do you, do you know that? Who gives a who gives a shit? Jets are like the shitty team. You know, I mean, if you're you know, I'm not a fan. I mean, if you're not a Patriots fan, pretty much, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm in New England. If you're not a Patriots fan, you need to legally leave the state. Actually, you have to. I mean, seriously. I mean. There is a thing. When you go get your driver's license, are you a Patriots fan? Yes or no? No. Sorry, we can't give you a license. Get the fuck out. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry. As I, digress, as I digress here. If you're a fan, if you live in Jersey or New York, there's two There's two New York teams. There's the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Of course, both of them play in Giants Stadium. So it kind of tells you which team is the more dominant of the two. Who the fuck likes the goddamn Jets? What year are we living in? I don't know, but I just think it's funny. You get these people that drink more for sports. If you're going to drink, drink at home, please don't be fucking stupid like that. But guys, I did it again. Another 30 minutes. Week went by fast. Show goes by faster. (laughs) Thanks for, for joining me again this week. I had some craziness going on. Some good stuff. Some bad stuff. Some little craziness here. I'm glad you could join us. As always, if you want to leave us any comments or anything, you can just email us average Joe Show at sayproductions.com. Average Joe Show at sayproductions.com. That's the website where all the candy goodness comes from. Or leave us a voicemail. And voicemail is always a 774-327-2948-774-32. Say it. And watch us live on Sunday nights. And Sunday nights? Why do they say Sunday nights? I don't even have Sunday in the show notes here. Watch us live on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. UTC. That's 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Join me here. Look at my ugly face online if you want. Best way to do it is if you go to sayproductions.com slash YouTube. That's our YouTube page. I put I put all the live shows ahead of time up there. You can subscribe. You can watch You can watch this there, too. Or if you want to get the audio, which I'd love you to get the audio, too, so you can just listen when you're driving or at work or watching the Jets game. <laughs> Head us over to head over to sayproductions.com slash average Joe show. Sayproductions.com slash average Joe show for all our goodness. All 109 episodes of goodness. And if you want to join me on the show, please fucking join me on the show. I'm begging you. I'm not gonna pay you, but I'm begging you. Sayproductions.com slash guests. Read the little thing. I put as much information up there as possible. You find some stories, you come online, we shoot the shit, spend 30, 45 minutes together, maybe an hour together. I don't know. We'll talk about whatever comes up that week. I just want to thank everyone out there. One last time for for listening to the show. If you're on YouTube, watching my, my beautiful face. And until next time, hope you guys all have a good one.